Hey everybody, welcome to the Coastal Noise Podcast. This is episode number 75 with Jeff Pilson, a foreigner. If you want to hear more episodes, go to coastalnoise.com, go to the podcast page. I've got everything there for you. You can also go to YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes. Coastal Noise is on all of those platforms. You can subscribe to the show. You can set up uh, management so that it lets you know when a new episode is up, or you can auto-download the episodes, whatever you so choose, play them on your phone, and all that good stuff. While you're there, please leave a review of the show if you enjoy it. Uh, The feedback is always greatly appreciated. Did upload a new podcast before this one with Corey Christie of Blackwater Brass and Fred Salinas. That's available as well. Hope to do a future episode with Eddie Dixon in regards to his new album, Coinstar. Uh, which is a great album. Go check it out if you haven't already at uh, Eddie Dixon's band camp. He's going to play a couple of the tunes from the album, and it'll be a really great episode, I think. I've got a new gig coming up. I'll be playing at the Greenhouse in Ocean Springs on June 1st from 6 to 9 p.m. I'll put that date up on stephanlawsonmusic.com. If you want to follow along with more of my activity and what's going on with Coastal Noise, please like Coastal Noise on Facebook, or you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Stephen Lawson Music. Today on the show, Jeff Pilson, bass player for Foreigner. Foreigner played a show at the Hard Rock this past April 20th, and I was offered an invitation to come out and talk to Jeff for a little bit and watch the show. So that was a really cool experience. A little bit about Foreigner, if you've been living under a rock, uh, they're basically classic rock legends when you get down to it. They've been around since 1967. Just last year, Business Insider recognized Foreigner's catalog for hitting the top 40 best-selling artists of all time ahead of artists like Bob Dylan, Prince, Queen, Bon Jovi, and many, many others. Uh, They've had 10 multi-platinum albums and 16 top 30 hits. They've sold over 75 million albums. And even now, they're still rocking and rolling. They're badasses. They just celebrated their 40th anniversary. They've been uh, doing a... They did a Canadian tour that they sold out everywhere they went. They've put out an anniversary album. They've got an upcoming musical. They recorded a live recording with the 21st Century Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, which is out just this week. And I'm going to throw out one other thing that they've done that's a couple years back, I want to say like 2011, they put out an album called Feels Like the First Time, play on words there. And uh, they basically re-recorded a lot of their hits, but with a lot of the current members of the band. And then they also did, it's a double album, so they have acoustics of you know, awesome tracks like Jukebox Hero and Cold as Ice and all these other cool tracks. So really interesting take on a Greatest Hits album, which I uh, thought was really cool. So yeah, all in all, I was really honored to do this podcast and it was a great show. So I know you're ready to hear it. This is episode number 75 of the Coastal Noise podcast. Hope you enjoy it. This just in, we are in fact going to do a giveaway for two Shuckers tickets. For May 4th. May the 4th be with you. It's going to be Star Wars theme. They're going to have fireworks. It's going to be a good time. How do you get them? You got to do two things. Go to Facebook. Go to the Coastal Noise Facebook page. You have to like the Coastal Noise Facebook page and then share the post, the Facebook post of advertising for the giveaway. So look for the post. It's got 
you know, you'll see the tickets there in the picture and just share that post and both those things to qualify. It'll be just for this weekend that you can qualify for the tickets and then I'll pick a winner Sunday night and announce it that evening or the following day and get the tickets shipped off to the winner. So go and do that and better your chances at getting out to the Shuckers game next Friday night. May the 4th be with you. We're rolling. Wow. Rolling. Twice. <laughs> Three times. Three. Yeah. Backups on backups. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So uh, welcome everybody to the Coast Noise podcast. I'm here with Jeff Pilson, a bass player of Foreigner. Jeff, how you doing, man? I am doing wonderful. Great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Sure. Um, I know we're limited on time, so I'm just going to start firing off stuff at you. Fire away. Uh, I'll start with a, an easy, underhanded question here. I'm curious to know how you first got involved with the band. Did you... Did you have a relationship established with Mick Jones initially? I did not initially. I had a relationship with Jason Bonham, who was uh, playing drums for us from 04 to 08. And Jason and I had done a movie together in the year 2000, and the movie was called Rockstar. And we, uh, we, you know, we pl- not only did we play in the band together, but we also recorded the music together. So we had a pretty good musical rapport right, right away. Um, and so when he started working with Mick Jones uh, in 2004, and kind of convinced Mick to uh, revamp Foreigner. Uh, they called me, and I've been here ever since. Wow! Yeah, it was great. And I was, I was going to ask you, what was it like playing with John Bonham's son? It was great. I mean, I, I loved. I mean, I've you know known Jason a long time, um, but uh, you know, you do get to know somebody pretty seriously when you're in a band with them for years, and um, it was great. We, I mean, musically, he's a real joy to play with. I mean, what a lot of people don't realize about him is that. He's just a great overall musician. I mean, he's a great singer. Uh, he's got great musical ideas. Um, he's much more than a drummer. So it was a joy playing with him, and he's still a dear friend. And we're going to be seeing him this summer because uh, they're opening up for us this summer in our summer tour. So Oh, nice. All good. Nice. Will you all be coming back through this area again, by chance? You know, I am the worst guy in the world to ask about where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure we're going to be some, somewhere in the south, if that helps. Cool, um, cool. I, I couldn't tell you, I know, and I, I'm sure there's Texas, so yeah, yeah. that's not too bad a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, I don't no. think we're doing Biloxi, but yeah. but close. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've, you've got a lot of background in metal, as I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was it like transitioning from groups like Dokken and Dio to a group like Ford? Much more easy and natural than you might expect, mm-hmm. because uh, bands like Dokken and and you know a lot of those bands that were in that era you know we looked to bands like foreigner for as a bit of a template because when foreigner first came out they were it was it was considered much very much a hard rock band it was, but it was a hard rock band with great songs great melodies great singing great guitar playing and that was kind of the template we used you know we were we were trying to write heavier music but with great songs so it was kind of the the foreigner concept taken maybe one step heavier but um, because of the energy that we put out live, it's just not all that much different. It's not as much different as you might think, and and it uh, it really serves me well. So, 
couldn't be happier. Awesome. So in your free time, you're just hanging out as a musician. What kind of stuff do you like to do? Do you like to reconnect <laughs> with the metal stuff, or do you work on learning a new instrument? Uh, well, you know what I do with a lot of my free time is I do productions. I've been doing a lot of productions the last several years, um, and I have a lovely, lovely recording studio at home that's really beautiful. And uh, so I'm able to do record entire bands, and, and then I do a lot of that on my downtime. Um, you know, I try and spend time with the, the wife and family, of course, but, um, but uh, as far as musically on my downtime, I spend as much time as I can producing. Mm-hmm. Are you based out of California? I am, that, Southern okay. California, yeah. Cool, cool. Um, what about outside the, the realm of music and, and production? Are there other creative endeavors that you uh, engage yourself in? I'm sure a lot of this takes up a lot of your time. It, it does take it up a lot of my time, and music is my passion. It really is, all, all the way around. I mean, I'm into you know, metaphysics and politics and history and science. Oh, wow. you know, I mean, I read a lot about that, and I, I you know, watch my share of YouTube documentaries <laughs> about all that stuff. Um, so between that, a family, and all the things I do musically, that's pretty much You're my coming. entire life. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So Foreigner's been real busy the last couple of years. I'm, I'm just going to name off some stuff that you guys had going on. You recently did a live recording with the 21st Century Symphony Orchestra and Chorus, which you're releasing next week, is that yeah, right? that is correct. Uh, you guys are celebrating the 40th anniversary of the band, did an anniversary mm-hmm. album, uh, got an upcoming musical based on the band's catalog. That is correct. And Mick Jones recently released a book called A Foreigner's Tale. That's right. So, you know, each member of the group seems to have put a lot of mileage into their respective careers, and Foreigner itself is decades old. Yes. What would you say are the factors that help the continued success of the band? Where does that sustained drive and energy come from? I, I think it all comes from the songs, the strength of the songs. The songs are timeless. They're just great songs. I mean, Foreigner had 16 top 30 songs. Mm-hmm. Not many bands can claim that. And um, just that legacy of material alone is enough to guarantee long-term success for the band. Um, but the recordings were great, too. The recordings were timeless. Um, so, I mean, there were so many things. Lou's voice was just such a strong, identifiable voice and such a huge part of uh, that the landscape of that whole kind of music. Um, mixed guitar playing, so influential and so great. Um, so I think all the elements were there. and. When you and but but in particular, it was the songs that really gave it the longevity and allows us to be here today. Mm-hmm. And you guys, I take it, have must have great chemistry. I mean, from what I've read about your different comments of what each individual member has said about being in the band, and uh, I think it was Chris Frazier who had a really good quote that I like saying, um, "Normally, when you are in a group with guys, you either get good talent or." or um, something else he said, good talent or, or uh, an ego thing or, or level-headed or something like that. You rarely get both. Right. And he said that, you know, you guys gel really well in that sense. We do, and that's very true. I mean, there's, this is, there's no, no bad ones in this bunch. I mean, everybody's great personally, and everybody's extremely talented and extremely important to the chemistry of the band. Um, and we do have a real powerful chemistry. I mean, Mick is a true visionary and when he picks members for the band he sees the long term and he sees how these people are going to fit into the big picture and 
in doing so allows everybody to really shine and do their job to the fullest. Um, and I think that's that's a key to success for any band leader is if you know you you have to make the people happy too. Yes, you want your vision implemented, but you also have to make them happy and creative and feel fulfilled themselves. And he's done that. We all are very very happy with our job, and the fact that we all like each other personally that's just a gigantic. Uh, frosting on the cake because Chris is right you rarely get talented people that are also really cool and we have that so yeah we don't we don't ever take that for granted I've been in bands with talented people that aren't so cool <laughs> and trust me this is a lot better yeah yeah I know we're probably running low on time so I'll just pitch another one or two here if you could sit down with any musicians um, who, who would you sit down if you could sit down and talk to somebody Dead or alive, or <laughs> since you since you asked, I'll, I'll I'll let it go. Yeah, dead or alive. Dead or alive. Well, dead or alive, um, it would be uh, Beethoven and John Lennon would be two people I would love to sit down and talk with. Um, if we're gonna just go alive, um, I would love to sit down with Paul McCartney and talk music. I mean, I've uh, you know, I mean, it it, I, it wouldn't be all that fun to just be in a fan situation, hello, how are you? I mean, I suppose that'd be thrilling, but but I mean, I would love to be able to sit and talk music mm -hmm. with him. Uh, I'd love to be able to talk music with Keith Richards. I mean, how fun would that be? I mean, how musical is that oh, the guy? the stories. Yeah, the stories. Um, uh, and then, you know, I mean, I've met a lot of the people that I've always wanted. I, you know what, actually, a friend of mine recently met Eric Clapton and said he was really cool and really easy to talk to, so maybe I'll throw Eric Clapton in the list too. Yeah. I've met Jeff Beck, so I, I can't throw that oh, in, but that, cool. but that was really fun. And even got to talk some music with him, which was great, because I'm a huge fan. So, um, And I, I've met Bill Wyman, who I was a huge fan of, and I, and I got to talk music with him a little tiny bit. Ron Wood, I, got, I met him and got to talk some music with him. So I've met a lot of the ones that I wanted to, but um, yeah, that, that that's... That's a pretty decent. Yeah. If you can make, if you can arrange that, and make that happen. I'd be really excited. <laughs> uh, shoot, I was going to ask you to arrange some stuff. Man. Oh, okay. Uh, but no. Um, what have been some of the most memorable moments uh, of playing with Foreigner? Playing with Foreigner, wow. There's a, there's been a lot of them. Last year's tour was great. It was the 40th, and it was the first time that we really headlined a shed tour of the country, um, and it was a extreme success. I mean, it almost doubled the expectation, uh, you know, the, the amount of business that we did. And that was thrilling. It was really exciting. The Live Nation was so happy that, you know, well, we're doing another one this year. Um, so uh, that was a very, very important moment. Um, there's, But there's so many, I mean, playing Australia was great. We're going back to do that. We did Carnegie Hall a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. Uh, it was an acoustic show. And it was just one of those magical moments. The way it sounded in that room was just beyond your wildest dreams. So that's a real memorable moment. Um, and then just, you know, I'm, I'm, we've done the Today Show a bunch of times. We've done Fox and Friends a million times. We've done so many great shows that it's, uh, there's a lot to remember. Yeah. Well, Jeff, man, I really appreciate you oh, taking the time pleasure. to sit down and talk my with me. My pleasure, absolutely. As a, as a young guy, I mean, listening to bands like Foreigner, 
when I was 10 years old. It was like the first thing that got me into guitar oh, wow. and, and music exciting. in general. That's so very, very exciting. To be able to sit down and talk to somebody associated with the act and oh, to be able great. to, well, you know, you guys invite me to come to watch the show is uh, really humbling. It's an well, honor. Well, I'm glad that worked out, man. Yeah. Thank you very much, Stefan, and good Thank luck you with so your much. podcast. This is great. Yeah. It's a great, great thing you're doing here. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. All right, guys. Bye-bye.